Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, uh, via the road by Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. And uh, boys, we are all over the country today, but because we are radio pros and we're dedicated to this business, uh, here we are bringing you a show. And before we get into that show, there are a couple things, boys, that I'm super excited about, one of which is Live in Louisville, which is a real thing. Uh, it's a real thing because we have a venue booked, we have a date uh, we have people signing up as we speak, so people are signed up already. Uh, Pipe, what are the deets on that, and where can people go to buy a ticket? Yeah, if they, uh, the easiest thing is just to go to happyrantpodcast.com, um, and then that's the same place you can find out about our standard sponsors like Lagaris Roasters and Mission Aware. But there's a link there, and that'll take you to, uh, to the website where you can buy tickets. They are 10 bucks a pop, and that is just to go to kind of cover the cost of the event. We are uh, – we're not looking to get rich off this. We do that off of other sponsors, not off of our listeners. That would, that would <laughs> be dirty. Um, Absolutely. That's yeah. That <clears throat> we don't play that. So it's Sunday, October twenty second, from eight to ten Eastern time at Sojourn Community Church East in Louisville, Kentucky. So again, all these details are at happyrantpodcast dot com. So you don't have to remember them. Just remember October twenty second evening, ten bucks a person, and yep. we will have we'll have. Lagaris Roasters Coffee there. We are working on some other swag, maybe some other food and refreshments. We will record a few episodes, probably a couple episodes, and then do Q&A with listeners and just a chance to hang out. We have had listeners after our last episode suggest that somebody bring a GameCube and we do a Super Smash Brothers tournament. Ooh, I'm down. We had a suggestion for a post-event NBA Jam tournament, which may be, ooh, more, ooh. Uh, may be more my speed. Um mm-hmm. So there are lots of possibilities, more details to come, but we can guarantee that it is happening on this date at this time. And yes, we already have people signed up. So if you choose to sign up, you will you will not be alone and you will not be the first one. So if those things are things that would give you, you know, hives, don't worry about it. <laughs> and, you know, just just so I don't just so I don't feel left out, you know, uh, of, of the gaming thing. If if anybody wants to bring a vintage, you know, Nintendo Excite bike. You know, I'll go. I'll go toe to toe with anybody on that. You know, I'm just Ooh, throwing it out there. there right now. It's got to be vintage, though, and it's got to be hipster for Ron to play it. What about uh, what? What about what? What would be the most vintage and hipster game? And that would you do a little Atari, Big R? Little Atari? Little um? Let's see. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't really. Kong? Yeah. I, I, I didn't. Kong, yeah, I, I mean, I'll, that's yeah. what I'll do. I mean, I, I didn't really grow up with Atari. I go a little before Atari for when I was like four years old, and my dad bought us like literally our first like JC Penny like Ooh. like video Pong. So I'll Ooh. I'll go toe to toe with anybody on on. Dude, Pong. I bet you were kind of an Activision guy. You probably kind of went the other way even back then. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep that close to my vest for now. Let's see what let's see what comes to the table at uh at LIL. And uh, and I'll I'll hold my cards a little close. Ronnie's trying to hustle someone on old school video games is what he's trying to do. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, I just I want to I want to see what our listeners have. I want to see what kind of arsenal they bring with them. So Activision, Nintendo, Atari. I I don't care. Bring bring some old JC Penny. Get really old school, and you will impress us even more. You know what? Bring a board game. That's that's. Let's not be insane. No, Let's no, not no. get crazy. <laughs> this is not a Actually, white. This is not a white elephant gift exchange. We're not bringing board yeah. games, or a small group. 
like sitting out sitting outside in the foyer with some monopoly is not our idea of a good time yeah quick quickest quickest way to ruin an event is to bring settlers of Catan. so oh dude forget about it gee big t would you like to sit outside with one of our listeners and play a a hearty game of risk (laughs) baby i'd rather take a beating from some of our listeners than play a hearty game of risk um pipe i've got a i've got a video game follow-up question for you all right um on nba jam who are you using like what team are you using oh man um, i wanted to ask you that last week and it just slipped my mind yeah 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 uh i let me think i loved this the sonics in the okay. original version because sean, sean kemp as the dunker was was spectacular uh, i yeah. love the warriors with chris mullen shooting threes um because mm. he would just rain fire from everywhere um, and then the, the Timberwolves had Chuck person who oh, was, uh, I mean, as I a Timberwolves guy, Chuck person was a sneaky, good shooter. And so, yeah, it was just, it was just dropping threes from all over the place. So, but, uh, I think warriors and Sonics for, for Mullen and Kemp. Dude, see, I, uh, I kind of lean towards the Phoenix Suns, a little thunder Dan Marley. Oh, Marley was uh, good. Former, and, see, former the, central Michigan Chippewa. So the, the only downside to NBA Jam is that players who are really good in real life but weren't amazing shooters or amazing dunkers were kind of lost yeah. in the game. So like Kevin That's Johnson true. on the Suns was kind of like he's yeah. just a guy. Whereas in Dead real life, Shrimp didn't really have a role, yeah. you know, on NBA on NBA Jam, but kinda, we still loved him in real life. Right. I mean, he had the he had the flat top, which was nice, but exactly. uh, yeah, he kind of didn't have a lot going for him. The Duncan Dutchman, Rick Smiths. Who I don't even remember if he was on the game, but uh, I, I liked him in real life. I don't recall if he was or not because the Pacers would have been Reggie Miller and was it? Dude, it might have been Reggie Miller and Dell Shrimp, to be honest. Was I can't think of who else was on the be. Pacers. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he was a Pacer. We're well, right. I should. Sure. I couldn't remember it because he was also a Sonic. So I was trying to remember which which year. Yeah. would have showed up yeah. in the game. Could have huh. been one of the. Could have been one of the Davises. Oh, I bet it was a Davis, Dale or Antonio. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Listeners, help us out. Hit us on social media and tell us who who was the pacer. You know what? We're boring Big R right now, Pipe. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so I want to I want to talk about something that's in run. No, baby, you're house. good. I'm just I'm booking some hotel rooms for a couple of gigs I got this this weekend in California. Oh, so you just you, know, you baby, just listen, uh, listen, you guys just keep going on about all your all your baseball stuff and all. You keep that backpack. <laughs> you get your lanyards all organized. You don't want to mix up you know this conference with that conference. So. Um, you know, make, find somebody to fill the pulpit on Sunday, but, uh, don't, that's don't already been taken, that's already been taken care of. We're good there. Check We're the weather there. to see what, uh, what weight jacket you can wear. Yeah. yeah it, it's right. no jackets. It's a little too hot for that pipe. I mean, I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in Cali. So yeah. Well, there's different, you know. Ronnie Tarmac. That's what Ronnie. Him. He's a, he's a traveler. <laughs> traveler. Ronnie Tarmac. Um, <laughs> that's a great man. Pipe, I want to. I want to. I know, man. Yeah, Big R, you could use that. You, that could be a that could be a side, side, side music project. I mean, is that cool? Is that? I mean, do I have permission to use that? Great. You do. You do. Yeah, that could be your country handle. I think. Oh, I like it. Oh man, you you lost me at the word country. It's a vintage electronic country. <laughs> I, I you like lost me at the word handle. It's a niche audience. Niche, niche. I don't know. I always go um, with niche, but then I feel bad because I feel like only everybody says niche now. But I grew up yeah. saying niche. I grew so, up saying niche too, but I said I said niche in front of my students, and they killed me for it. So oh, because they thought it should have been niche. They thought they thought it should have been niche. They they feel like niche is pretentious. Because like when I'm talking about it in this context, or like when I'm talking to people, I'm like, I don't. It's just it's kind of nichey. It feels weird to say niche. It's like I'm niche-y. doing that old like like it, like I'm quoting that philosopher or whoever yeah. he was. So, you yeah. know, yeah. 
niche of a niche of a niche. That's right. Yeah, I know. It's well, gosh, this is it complex. It gives me great hope for America's future that uh, college students think niche is, is bougie because that's right. it absolutely is. So good, it's, good, it's good, good for bougie. you, young people of America. Exactly. Exactly. Pipe, you know what's not bad or bougie is Ligaris Roasters Coffee. Ooh, it is and neither. I want to I want to talk about something special vis-a-vis Ligaris Roasters, and that is a sale that they're having right now. So if you uh, in the past have clicked through happyrandpodcast.com and maybe felt that uh, the, the the pricing on Ligaris Roasters Coffee was maybe a little high-end, maybe a little gourmet, maybe a little out of reach, uh, now is your time to try uh, a half pound or a pound of Happy Ranch Signature Blend Coffee via LagarsRoasters.com. Pipe, what are the prices looking like right now? I don't have my oh, – so in many. my studio, I don't have it in front of me. I didn't – you know, this This is I'm, – I'm a bad host. I hadn't realized he'd rolled out so many new products, like different, mm. different roasts. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so everything is on sale right now. So the Happy Ranch Signature is normally fourteen ninety nine. It's twelve ninety nine, and so that's like that's about what you pay for a pound of Starbucks coffee. Except this is mm-hmm. uh, dramatically better, um, mm, yeah. just way better coffee. There is a Lagaris blend, also twelve dollars, and then he's got a number of blends here. Uh, so Colombian, a Brazilian, a Guatemalan, Ooh. a Costa Rican. Let's keep clicking through. Uh, we've got an Ethiopian. And those are all just ten dollars. So those are all. I think those are all like single source instead of a blend. And mm. so for you, you coffee snobs, that'll speak or, or connoisseurs, as it were. Those are part and parcel when it comes to coffee. Mm-hmm. I think um, that's right. And yeah, so ten ten bucks a pound for those, and that's uh, that's really inexpensive. So for really good like coffee, he does he does good work. I like it a lot. And I happen to know that a couple of weeks ago, Hector was in Puerto Rico uh, inspecting the coffee beans personally. I got a picture. So uh, when, when he was in Puerto Rico, I was in Israel and, and uh, I, I saw pictures of the coffee growth. Oh, so. we're such a global show. When we're he global was in show. Puerto Rico, I was in Israel and, and we were discussing coffee blends. Ronnie was doing a conference. I mean, we're everywhere. Boys. Ronnie we're was in yeah, Punxsutawney and it was amazing. Amazing. Unbelievable. Boys, also amazing is the fact that we just had a holiday. Uh, we just had the 4th of July. And, you know, Ronnie being a resident man of the cloth, I want to throw him this question. And then I want to kind of throw it to you, Pipe, having grown up as the son of a, uh, a famous churchman yourself. Uh, patriotic church services. I feel like this is this has long been a thing. Uh, it's more of a thing in, cer- in certain churches than others. Um, and in reformed circles and in Push, feel free to push back on this pipe. I feel like in reform circles, it's become a bit of a badge of honor to talk about what sort of obscure and dark and kind of um, depressing thing you preached about instead of the holiday. Oh, you mean um, like what Ronnie's about to tell us? Yeah, exactly. So you'll see a lot of kind of low-key bragging about, oh, I preached on, you know, circumcision or like <laughs> head coverings or, you know, yeah, uh, polygamy lim- or whatever. Limited atonement on that uh, and fireworks. <laughs> On the 4th of July or on Christmas, you know, or on Easter. But uh, Big R, you preached uh, a, a doozy here on the 4th of July. And I'm curious in your market as to how that went over because you live in a pretty patriotic town, no? Yeah, baby, it wasn't my fault. Um, so, yes. you know, I, we're, we're going through the gospel according to Mark. And so I, I, can't, I can't break that down just because it's the 4th, obviously. Right. That, that would be the least reformed thing I, I could ever do is to break the series just for a— for a quasi holiday like July Fourth, oh no! I Maybe just you don't quasi. bend to the culture for anybody, 
Right. Yeah, I can't bend to that. So yeah, I we live in a pretty uh, yeah, it's a pretty patriot. I mean, you've been here, Big oh, T. Absolutely. I mean, you've. Absolutely. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's 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 pretty red, white, and blue. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, so we're. <laughs> It's just where we happened to land in Mark uh, on 4th of July, you know, and it wasn't obviously the Sunday was not the 4th of July either. Let's mm-hmm. let's just throw that out there. Just it was around. Of yeah, it was it was around yeah. it. So just just for us to remember, it was not 4th of July. But yeah, so I hit that beautiful baby passage in in, in Mark chapter 10 on divorce. Mm-hmm. So I, I preached divorce go. for our 4th of July service. I see you. And, so the good uh, people you really of, uh, you really divorced your church from the culture on that one, Ronnie. Yeah, wow. Ooh. Wow. Good radio Gosh, pipe. Good that radio. is good radio. I don't even have a I I don't have a comeback for you that. You can just that's, boo if you'd like. That's big. That's now big. Piper growing up in uh obviously John Piper's church and household. Um how did he handle these kind of, you know, second tier holidays in the in the pulpit? Was there a nod given to like the 4th of July or was it just you power through verse by verse and whatever happens happens? The most I remember for something like 4th of July was, you know, like in a pastoral prayer at the beginning of the service, one of the pastors would sort of give thanks for the freedoms we have in America. But there were there were no flags displayed. I, oh, when I, when I was really little, it was sort of the old traditional. They had the Christian flag on one side and the United States flag on the other. But they were kind of out. They weren't on the stage. They were kind of out near the, the <laughs> doors. Um, <laughs> and... But yeah, I don't ne- never. I don't remember any patriotic sermons or songs. <laughs> Def- definitely not songs. There was no like "God Bless America" at Bethlehem Baptist Church. Interesting. They would. Interesting. He would things like Mother's Day. Um, he would do. I don't know if he would do a sermon, but there would definitely be a portion of the service that was specifically to honor mothers. They would usually do a baby dedication, being Baptist, mm-hmm. not Presbyterian, or some other yeah. uh, form of of baby dunking church. And yeah. uh, and so just to, to, but that's a little different because you're honoring people in the church as opposed to just a general yeah. holiday. But yeah, never right. never anything patriotic. And yeah, he without saying it, he followed the reform tradition of um, don't don't break don't break your sermon series. So as, as Ronnie said, going through Mark, there's just no possible way to hit pause on that for a holiday. Zero chance. That's just, I mean, for me, for me to get where I need to go this year, obviously I I cannot, I don't have that kind of margin. Right. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just, yeah, it's just, just, it just was what it was, but here's what I find fascinating. I find fascinating that sort of the reformanati, at least as we know it and read about it on Twitter and Mm -hmm. other social media, just loves to like almost like throw out bait for everybody to sort of jump on yeah. um, and sort of sort of, you know, sort of lay it out there un, very unsurprisingly that they're not going to break tradition. I just like I just don't really care. I'm just not doing it because I, I kind of got to stick to my sketch. But um, mm-hmm. I'm not here to make a big, big thing about it. You know, just do what you well, got to do. Do what you got to do. Reform guys love an argument, man. In, in love, of course, in Christ. But, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they love they love to create tiny little hills to die on too. That's true. Yeah. That's like, true. If there's like this, not a hill, doggone it, we're gonna make one. This <laughs> tiny little this tiny little ant hill is precisely where I'm gonna plant my meaningless flag of of patriotic <laughs> Sundays. I love it, man. And social media has just made that oh so easy. But um, hey, but T, talk to us about it, man, because you I mean you grew up in a smaller, probably like really conservative town. Was your church? Yeah. Was it, was it happening? Was it, were, were they God blessing America the entire service or what was happening back then? Baby, let, let me just paint a picture for you. Okay. There yeah. was a park. All right. 
Oh, so outdoor. Outdoor service. happened outdoors. It happened in a park. There was a carry-in lunch. And there were lots of patriotic songs. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, you wow. know, everything you're imagining to be true, like the Little League field in the background, you know, the, the squeak of like, uh, you know, kids swinging and, and playing on the playground. Um, it was just Americana, baby. Um, God yeah. bless Americana. That's were what, there that's bugles what we involved? Probably bugles, although I don't. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little fuzzy. I hope there were. You know, in, in my memory, in my let's mind, let's just assume there were Big T. I mean, let's there just are bugles, and I was playing yeah. them, even though I'm more of a woodwind guy necessarily yeah. than a brass guy. I feel like you know, I probably played a bugle at some point, but uh, yeah, it was it was everything you can imagine from a kind of small, you know, gun toting town in Indiana, which I love, by the way. I'm not I'm not knocking any of this, man. I love where I grew up, and and you know, it was so. It was what was good- it? What was the sermon like? Was it always around? Like, man, we gotta like. America is God's country and we got to bring it back. And we, and dude, it- no, you know, because it wasn't, uh, like it wasn't a wacky church. It wasn't the kind of church where like people were way off base. So, you know, there was no sort of equating of God and country. Okay. It was just, it was sort of a, he, here was the tenor of it. It was more of a, like, let's give thanks for what we have kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, the people that sacrificed to give us what we have, but, but no, it definitely wasn't a, you know, God and country, you know, kind of, kind of motif at all so um did your however, t- ted did you know, tell him throw an awesome uh fourth of july parade you know awesome is uh, i'm gonna air quote awesome here here's every <laughs> here's every parade in our town pipe so every parade in our town included every cop car every mm-hmm. like every fire truck it would have been a great time to rob a bank just saying so every cop car every fire truck and every but every farmer that had sort of like a flatbed truck pulling every little league team in in town kind of throwing candy off the back of the truck so my memory of parades involved like hopping in the back of somebody's truck and just throwing candy off of it you know what mm-hmm. i mean and that was that was every parade and then we had this dude man this really eccentric rich old dude that lived in our town he was like the only rich dude in our town uh it was a very kind of low low end kind of blue collar town but this guy he had like a Fiat. He had like a, a, an old red convertible, and he would drive it in the in the parade. So mm. he'd drive the he'd just drive his old Fiat, and this this so that was like the hot rod. That was the hot was rod. The hot rod. Yeah, it was the hot rod. Everybody kind of thought this guy was cool. And the and the, uh. the dope thing about this guy was he was like independently independently wealthy, never worked, but he worked as a substitute teacher at the high school. So whenever your regular teacher was out. This guy would show up. He loved athletes, so he would let us just goof off and do whatever we wanted. He was awesome, you know. We he was all, he was like the booster of the high school football team. He was the, I, I, exactly. He was he the was athletic. Buddy Garrity from uh, Friday Night Lights. Dude, he was. He was incredible. He was incredible. So yeah, a key part of every parade in, in Hartford City was uh, was that guy. He was kind of Big T. If Big T was a substitute, dude. Yeah, if I was a substitute teacher, it, you know, it would pretty much looked like that, baby. That's what I'm aspiring to, by the way. Yeah, we know that. We we know that as you were saying that, you were just literally laying out what you'd like your future to look like. And we get absolutely. That. As soon we're as I make future. my money in Smash and I retire, then uh, yeah, I'm absolutely. looking at I'm looking at a Fiat and substitute teaching. Well, so, baby, since yeah. you have since you have not only Smash but this podcast, you're going to get there a lot sooner. You're I am get there a lot sooner, dude. I'm going to get there sooner because of sponsorships on this podcast and uh, and live in Louisville, which I, I get that we're not saying we're we're not getting rich off of it, but I've 
I've got hopes and dreams. I'm not going to lie. You we're know. not getting rich off of our fans, but it doesn't mean we're not getting rich off of it. There's other That's things. Cool. There's other things in the tank. Other irons in the fire, baby. Let, let me uh, let me ask you about a a real honest to goodness rich guy. So I'm going to peel back the curtain on our on our show prep here in the program a little bit. And uh, our production meeting involved a, uh, a a set of texts that was sent about 15 minutes before we started recording. And one of the texts was. Piper holding the door for Paul Giamatti and why he's one of our best actors. So I dig Paul Giamatti. So I'm stoked to talk about that. But I want to yeah. know, Pipe. So Pipe, you held the door for Paul Giamatti. Was this a recent happening? It was. It was the. It was the weekend prior. Well, it was the weekend. In fact, it may have been the Sunday when when uh, Ronnie was having his patriotic service. Um, wow. I was hanging out in New York with a friend, and so just taking a couple of days of vacation and. Yeah. Walked across the Brooklyn Bridge as one does, uh, and went to go find lunch in the delightful burg of Brooklyn. And so mm-hmm. went to, went to this restaurant that we found on Yelp. And I get to the door, mm-hmm. I open it, thinking my friend Grant will walk through. And I see an older gentleman approaching, and so Grant steps back very politely. And the guy comes in, looks me in my face, and nods. And I realize oh. it's John Adams. And uh, <laughs> nice. And and in he walks, gives the gives the restaurant owner a big hug, and then just is escorted to a table, kind of right in the middle. It's just like a little cafe. It wasn't like a big fancy place. And he was with a teenage boy, who I'm assuming son, possibly grandson, and yeah. uh, ate, wasn't bothered by anybody, and then departed quietly. And uh, I will say, he looks really old in person. Mm. Pipe, that's I'm, interesting, I'm man. Fascinated yeah, by a lot of a lot of aspects of the story. So, being that it was being that it was Brooklyn, was it like a tiny plates place? Did you get like an acorn wrapped in kelp, and that was your entree? <laughs> uh, what did that look like? <laughs> think, yeah, we we searched high and low for a place that served um, like real food. In real Brooklyn. food, yeah. So, <laughs> at, so this place served. I, I think I had I had what were called espresso pancakes, which basically means mm. it was like coffee in the pancake batter and they were like the size of dinner plates with that health, sounds incredible a healthy portion of whipped cream on top so uh this that is i incredible. guess this is for the fat hipsters i'm not sure those who don't that's care about thing, their too, that's that's hipsters by the way <laughs> yeah so it was uh it was it was amazing and and my friend got some sort of eggs benedict thing that came with it, they weren't so much strips of bacon as like as like sides of bacon and uh, mm-hmm. it was it was delicious. Pipe, tell us what. Uh, and by the way, a couple things, man. Is uh, the first one is I'm surprised you said John Adams because I would have said, oh, I just opened the door for the guy from Lady of the Water. You know what I mean? Never saw. I, I would have <laughs> gone a little M Night Shyamalan with, with dude, that a little M Night. One of the little M Night. One of the bad M Nights. I like it. One of the, one of the well, you know, one of the yeah. one of the. One of the M Nights that most people think was the was the final nail in the M Night coffin. But this That's is right. what else I want to know, man. Is what uh what did our boy Paul have? What was he eating? I think Good. he I think Video. he ordered a salad. That may have <laughs> that may have been before his entree came. Here's the thing. He was he was sort of over my right shoulder when he was sitting, so I couldn't uh, conveniently watch him. And mm-hmm. so I saw him sit down, I saw him eat salad. I don't know if that was all he ate. He's uh, he's not a large man. He's rather small uh, in stature, and mm-hmm. he's you know he's he's got like the old man belly, but he's not a big guy. Like he does, he's not a he's not a big squishy guy. So he looks like he's he's probably trying to eat healthy in his in in this mm-hmm. uh, 
this twilight of his both career <laughs> and possibly life. And so, yeah, salad is what I saw. And why? I mean, was there any? Did you? I mean, was there anything that that was there anything inside that was like moving you towards just like going over and saying, "Hey, man, I know you're, I know you're having, I know you're having some lunch with the kiddo, but uh, <laughs> man, I, I'd, I'd love to talk about like." I'd love to talk about Lady in the Water right now or John Adams. <laughs> you know, I've heard interviews with him, and he doesn't sound like a very nice person. <laughs> I mean, like a very approachable person. I don't mean like he's a bad person. I just like mean he like he really values his privacy. He's one of those yeah, guys. And like he's, he, yeah, and he's kind of brusque, and he, he is a New Yorker, which also means if he is so inclined, he will tell you precisely where he thinks you should go to if you interrupt him. Mm-hmm. Uh and it, he, he had a kid with him, and, you know, if a father and a son or a grandfather and a grandchild are hanging out, uh, I think interrupting that is is kind of an extra-level rude. So, no, I wasn't so inclined. And here's the thing. Nobody in the restaurant interrupted him. So either it's it's nice. super normal for him to walk in there or people didn't recognize him, which is possible. But, well, because uh, it's weird because he's like he's like a really – like when you when you think about him, you know, he's not like a remarkable-looking guy. You know, he's not like leading man material. But like he's somebody that's easily recognizable and yet he probably never gets bothered. Yeah, and I recognized him because he said thank you and I looked up because I was like, I know that voice. His voice is very distinctive. So uh, yeah, he – he he just looked like an average old kind of a an average grandfatherly figure. It wasn't uh he didn't roll you know, he didn't roll deep with an entourage or anything like that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, Giamatti with his with his entourage. <laughs> Pipe, I want to run a casting decision by Ooh, you real okay. quick. Just because I'm in I'm kind of in that headspace. I feel like if if we were to cast this program, I feel like Giamatti could play Big R. You know, Big R Big R is a better looking guy, you know. Clearly. And, I, I say that with no, with no sense of awkwardness at all. Uh, <laughs> but I, I feel like Gio, I feel like Giamatti could pull off Big R. Are you are you with uh, me on that? Similar, <laughs> I guess. Similar coloring, similar kind of. Pipe is so afraid, so afraid to have to answer that no, question. I'm, I'm just like there. I think Giamatti can pull off a lot of characters. So the question is, can sure. he get in character? Because he doesn't mm-hmm. give me the impression of being anything like Ronnie, just in their in their sort of natural states. Um, right, right. But right. I, I bet he could pull off the Ronnie persona, you know, mm. plus, plus, That's what I'm plus saying. 20 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, Man. absolutely. Pipe. Oh, go ahead, Bigar. You sound well, like man, you, you got to follow. Well, him. I just, I you know, I... I really I love Paul Giamatti. So when uh, when Pipe kind of texted us that that photo of him of him brunching and lunching with Giamatti, mm-hmm. I thought that was fascinating, man. I, I mean, I feel like I feel like Giamatti's the type of like star that like like if we just knew him a little bit better, we could probably convince him to come out to to live in Louisville. You know what I mean? I feel like I, get that. I yeah. feel like if we just knew, I feel like if one of us just had any kind of connection. We could mm-hmm. convince him to come out to Sojourn East and, uh, you know, host live and yeah. live. Is, you know is what I mean? Is this the kind of thing where I could, like, email a publicist and say, he may not remember, but I had lunch with Paul in Brooklyn this past summer. Yeah. Like, is that, Dude, is, is that in the famous the words truth? of John F., my dad, John F. is what we called him. Dude, it does not hurt to ask, Pipe. It does not <laughs> oh. hurt to ask. Dude, wise words from, from John F. Senior, from John F. I love it. Yeah. I love it. John Francis. Yeah, I, we just called him John F. So there you go. 
Pipe, I think that would be absolutely appropriate. Gosh, can you imagine Giamatti hosting LIL? How Boys big would, be would that be? Oh, my you know, gosh. Paul Giamatti is MC. Yeah. You got to understand, though, we would then have to share the stage with Giamatti. Okay. And, we're, we're, you okay. know, it's, uh, that's our, fans, our fans. I share the stage with nobody. There you and go. You that's yeah, right. The our, shadow, our, the our shadow was too long for him. That's true. That's yeah, sorry, true. That was I, a, so I have a question. How, in, in, you know, in the uh, in the spirit of storytelling, not mm-hmm. telling the truth, um, how close does one have to eat to a celebrity to say you had a meal with them? Mm. Mm. Oh, that's good. See, to me, Pipe, having a meal with involves they were at my table. We were breaking bread together. We were conversating. Even, that's what it means. Even for the sake just of like storytelling? Yeah, even mm. for the sake of storytelling. I, I would be... I would be hesitant to say I had a meal with, you know, somebody if we were just in the restaurant. So, so my big one like that was, uh, I think I, I think I said it on the show the other day, uh, Aretha Franklin in a Cracker Barrel, like middle of the night, right off the highway. Nobody else was in the restaurant. No she was way. eating alone. The rest of her staff was like on the bus and, you know, I, I wanted to say hello, of course, but I didn't, um, but yeah, when I tell that story, I never say, you know, I had dinner with Aretha Franklin. You what know, if, it, what it, if it's an invitation event? So like there's 200 people there, but you were all invited. Right. So it's one of these like $200 a plate things where you get to right. say, you, yeah, I think that changes it. I think you've paid, you've essentially paid for the opportunity to say I had dinner with Paul Giamatti or and whoever it is. And it's not just a random occurrence like, oh, we ended up at the same restaurant in Brooklyn randomly. Right, right. Okay, got it. I I'm mean just, – I'm just trying to coordinate my my ability to name drop. I think it's yeah, a fair sure. question, but I'm – baby, I'm stunned you, you walked into a Cracker Barrel and <laughs> yeah. saw Aretha. Baby, this is was that, like 20 years ago. It was incredible. Oh, was that and long ago? It was – well, no, not that long ago. Maybe Maybe like 15 years ago. Like I was an adult. And I was yeah. traveling like for work. I think I was working at the place where I was writing like copy for a junk mail company. And I had like gone to see a client and I was driving back. It was off I-94 in Michigan. And mm. um, yeah, it was like 11 o'clock at night. I stopped in for a bite and there she was, man. Was like crazy. what are the odds? You think she just finished a gig? But yeah. Her, her big tour bus was kind of like idling outside. And, uh, and yeah. here's the cool thing. And I, I don't want to like get too weird on the show, but um, I saw her staff like hanging out by the bus and like all of her handlers and like hangers on were white. And I, I just thought it was a funny like role kind of, mm. <laughs> you know, thing where uh, I don't know, like she could hire a, a big staff of white people. I thought that mm. was kind of funny and cool. Mm. But uh, but yeah, she was eating all by herself. It was it was interesting. Amazing. Yeah, that's big. That's a big moment for you, Big T. We're going to let you have that right now. Dude, it really wasn't, is the thing. I mean, <laughs> no, it was. It was, Ted. Yeah. No, it, okay, it was. Someday, right, so, someday when you get older and a little more mature, you're going to realize that that was something that you just let sort of glide by. That's true. Pass you by yeah. without much thought. Yeah. Someday, right. someday you will realize physical proximity to famous people really, really matters. It right. Matters something like that takes about 20 years to sink in. I mean, it, does. it does. You know, you don't really appreciate it, I think, until. It's almost impossible to until later. Yeah, it really is. Big R, Pipe, and I have both shared like famous person stories. Do you have one like a, a proximity story? Not like a. I have a really inappropriate one about uh, Michael Tate that I can't share on the air. Oh wow! Uh, maybe I'll tell you guys off the air, but um, but but yeah, I wish I could tell that one. Um, Big R, do you have one? 
Yeah, so I was in the airport. I was in the airport. Uh, I was like waiting at my gate. This is a few years back, right? And I'm sitting there and, uh, I, you know, I'm hearing all this dialogue and, I, and I'm just, I don't know, like I'm on my phone or on my computer or something. I'm not really paying attention. The, the airport, I forget where it was. It was in Vegas or something. It's just packed. Yeah. And um, I look up and I and I, little did I realize that all the all this banter right next to me, it was it was none other than Paul Stanley from Kiss. Ooh, and uh, and Paul Stanley and Kiss is like almost even more famous than the manager who I can't remember the name of right now. Yeah, and um, like the, like this guy's had books written about him, kind of a thing. Sure, sure. sure. And um, and I'm looking up and I'm going like they're literally right there next to me, just like you know, dialoguing. And, and of course, you know, not being like a massive Kiss fan or anything. Yeah. I just was kind of like, I was kind of like thinking, oh, that's weird. And then even weirder because they're super dressed up. So that so they, they look like somebody, you know, like when people yeah. dress that way. Yeah. And they, they, they looked so, you know, he looked like a 63-year-old, like, you know, you know, current ex-rock god, you know. And, Absolutely. Um, so it was just weird because I, I obviously I didn't have, there was nothing in me that was said, it, oh, I want to dialogue. Was the manager Doc McGee? Yes, Doc McGee. That's who okay. it was. So it's Doc McGee and Paul Stanley, and they're just, I don't know, they're just chatting it up. They're talking about wherever they're going, and I'm just like, well, I'm just sitting here next to Kiss, and um, like nobody cares. Like nobody recognizes them, and, and again, it's packed, and, yeah. and I'm looking up at him going like, why isn't anybody else like looking at him like the way I'm looking at him? And then just as soon as I had the thought, I just looked back, and I was back on my computer doing what I was doing. It was just kind of surreal. Interesting. So. Baby, did you have a favorite member of KISS when you were uh, like a, a young person? Here's the thing, man. So like when I grew up with KISS, like and because because I came from the, the kind of household I did and Ki- yeah. I mean, KISS was literally like the devil incarnate. Like I was yeah. like I was super afraid of like I used to have nightmares about KISS. Baby, like so- in that in that album cover Destroyer or whatever, when they're yeah. all like jumping out at you. I literally had nightmares about KISS. Dude, it's so funny you mentioned that. So I grew up, this little town I grew up in had a uh, a big Methodist church where I went to preschool. It was Helen Lieber Preschool. Oh, yeah, and, Helen Lieber. Yeah, I'm Helen kidding. Lieber, man. It's a big, a, a big kind of preschool brand. And, you know, standard preschool, all the toys and stuff. But I, I'll never forget one of my earliest memories. They had a KISS puzzle. And if you put the yeah. puzzle together, you saw, <laughs> yeah. like, all these scary faces with, like, the long pointy <laughs> tongues. And, and same thing, Big R. Like, it gave me nightmares. And I remember, like, running out of the room crying because of it. This is, yeah. why, this is why Gen X had so many issues. Oh, there's a That's ton true. of issues. There's yeah. a ton of Kiss, issues. I mean, it's preschool back. puzzles. I mean, let, let, me ta- let me take your pre- – just one more. Let me take your, your puzzle. Let, let me raise you um, a, a Kiss, <laughs> a Kiss <laughs> lunchbox. Okay. That, that, yeah. That one, yeah, I know. Yeah. That, that one of my buds came walking into the school with one day. Obviously had to be sent home because it was private school and there was no way on earth this brother was allowed to have like a a kiss lunchbox. But I remember him walking in with that kiss lunchbox thinking, have you lost your mind? Yeah. I mean, I mean, literally just even the look of it. I just thought this kid's on the edge. Like this That's kid's on an edge spot. that I don't yeah. want to get close to because I'm going to fall off into a into a literal like hellish pit of like kiss nightmares. Yeah, it's like lunch yeah. hosted by Satan. It was, literally was yeah. lunch hosted by Satan. Yeah, and he literally he had to go home and he never came. I don't know even know if they let him back in the school. That's how serious it was. Well, I hope they didn't. Well, Maybe I hope they didn't either. I hope he was never let back in that school. After, <laughs> Ted, I think after committing I think, a crime of that magnitude. That's right. I think lunch hosted by Satan should be your next indie film script, Ted. Hey, you know what? It's already written. It's already half written. 
I'm, I'm you know what? I think lunch hosted by Satan should be the uh, the title of our of our first live in Louisville podcast. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. It should be on the T-shirt. So mission on the T-shirt. There it is. Boom. Yeah, that'll uh, yeah, that'll draw draw a different listenership than normal. I would imagine. Emailing our T-shirt manufacturer right now as we here's, speak. Here's a here's a design concept for you boys for the T-shirt. The three of us kind of fashioned in like kiss personas. Okay, so our faces instead of the kiss guys, um, with the words. What wait? What was the slogan? Something about lunch and Satan. Lunch hosted by Satan. Lunch hosted by Satan as the the, the kind of title of the of the whole thing. And that whole thing, that whole design is on the back of the T-shirt. And, wow, uh, that's gonna be front, like the big pointy letters and and yeah, that's yeah the big pointy like kiss letters like the scary font, you know. I think that's yeah. a technical name for that font too. We'll just write. We'll just put. We'll just put yeah. rant, but in the kiss in the kiss font. Rant, R-A-N-T. but in the kiss font. Now, yeah. here's the thing, boys. I'm not naive enough to think that in our vast listenership, which spans the globe, it really does. I'm not joking when I say that. I know that we could probably swing a cat in any direction in that group and hit a graphic designer who could who could bang out that design for us in minutes, and we we could have a T-shirt with that on it. So I want to. I, I want to just float that out there as a mm. as an invitation, as a challenge, as it were, um, to the design community amongst our listenership. Um, we need a kiss themed T shirt uh, where instead of the word kiss, it's the word rant in the same in the the self same font. Um, there it is. I said my piece. Wow, uh, that's that, big. That's, that's big. Yeah. we're not we're never we're not going to forget this episode soon. That's a shirt that I would like. I just like I, I like I like the swag aspect of this job. You guys, and make no mistake about it, this is work. This is a job, you know. I mean, we're punching the clock. We're workmen, craftsmen. Put in serious mm-hmm. show prep too. Absolutely. You know, guys, we're just we're just doing the nine to five. You know, bringing home the bacon, bringing home the side of bacon if it's if it's Brooklyn. So um, that's just <laughs> what we do. And, and boys, we've got time for one last topic. Uh, apparently, allegedly, um, and again, this wasn't really fleshed out in the in the production meeting. Ronnie had his first camping trip in 23 years, and it begs the obvious question, Big R, why? Um, why, why did this happen? Why did it come about? And uh, the, the follow-up to that would be, how did you like it? How did it go? Baby, that's a good question. Let me just, uh, let me just say yeah. a couple of things on that. Um, okay. Now, Big M and I, believe it or not, man, we, we mm-hmm. grew up camping in our respective fams, okay? Interesting. She yeah. grew up camping up in the mountains her entire life. Uh-huh. I grew up camping in the desert my entire life. Love it or yeah. leave it, that's just what it was. We didn't have any choice in the matter, Can right? Can I ask a camping. clarifying question? Sure. When you say camping, do you mean like all-out tents, campfires, or do you mean like with a camper? No, 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 no. This was, this was all-out, sometimes not even tents. Just sometimes it was open air camping. Yeah, this was Whoa. hardcore campfire camp, like legit, honest hey, to goodness, real life that. camping. Yeah. Okay. So this was this was legit. Yeah. No and kidding. And so uh, me and Big M got married, and I don't know what it was, but we have never <laughs> camped once, like since we got married. Right after twenty three years, no camping, and then literally, literally like. 12 years ago, we started talking about maybe going camping. And every summer we'd get to the summer and Uh we would just, we'd say, nah. 
And then so literally we were on vacation a couple of weeks ago in Florida and I looked at Big M and I said, hey, are we going to revisit the, uh, the camping discussion again this summer mm-hmm. like we always do? And she yeah. said, why don't we just do it? And I said, you know what? Let's just do it, but let's do it minimal. Like let's mm-hmm. do minimal camping, minimalist Ooh. camping. So I what we it. did, man, like, this is like what we did. Your own food? No, I'm not. I'm not being that crazy. Heck no. But I'm yeah. saying like minimal, like gear and garb, because I don't want to do all the the big like we got to pack Nudist up the car. Like, I hate all that stuff. Yeah, almost. So mm-hmm. we found this little campsite, and we we literally went to Target and we bought like a little tent and a little stove and a sleeping bag, and like that's it. And we went camping, Ooh. and we just we just went for it. We just decided wow. just to dive right in, dive right in with nature, like do the whole thing, stop talking about it, execute the plan that's been on the Ooh. books for like 13 years. Was it, was it in Florida? No, dude. We, we waited till we got home. That's smarter. And then we went to this, uh, we went to this place called Hocking Hills, which is kind of this mountainy kind of, you know, beautiful nature, you know, res, you know, preserve kind of a thing. And, and uh, we just did it, man. We just went for it. And it was like... It was hot. It was muggy. The whole thing lasted about 12 hours. You know, we brought food with yeah. us. And literally, I don't Sounds know. Sounds awful, actually. It, it, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll just, I'll res, you know, I'll, I'll spare my, uh, my I'll, I'll spare my opinion of it. But yeah. I don't know that I've gotten this much shocked, surprise, mm-hmm. and outrage from people. Shock from people thinking, you have no business camping. I can't, like, who am I talking to right now? Like, like, baby, baby that's like, that's what I kept getting from people. Like, I don't even, I literally had somebody that's part of my family that's going to remain unnamed that literally sent me a text saying, I don't know who I'm talking to. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Wait, is yeah. it, are these like negative things or just like blown away things? There were, okay. So there was a sense of blown awayness, but then there was also, you know, when people act blown away, but you can tell like they're kind of upset about it. Like mm-hmm. that was kind of the vibe, you know, like people were, I literally got this. I got this vibe from some people like they were outraged. Like you like, took their thing almost. Like, or yeah. I was either taking their thing or I literally shattered like all of their expectations of, of Big R. You know what Maybe I mean? Maybe no, I have a, I have a follow-up question for you. You know what I'm what saying did, though, Big T? Like Ronnie Martin doesn't camp. Like that yeah, was the vibe I, I kept getting. Right. I get that. That's strange, baby. Because yeah. who are they to say what you don't do? You know well, what I mean? You know, I mean, I only reserve that for you guys. Only exactly. you guys are allowed to say, who am I to do anything? That's right. Yeah. Baby, was it everything that you had hoped for from a Instagram perspective? Because I'm guessing primitive camping, there was a lot of kind of hopefulness of, you know, those kind of images being taken. Was it, what, what did it deliver on that kind of um, promise? I mean, it, it more than delivered on that. I think we spent mm-hmm. uh, from about seven to ten just preparing the campsite for for the photo for the, for the Instagram That's shoot. Good. Yeah, and uh, and I and I think we I think we got in all of the photos that we needed. And so yeah, for that it was uh, it was success. Dude, that that I think, and far be it for me to 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 throw stones at your idea, but I and, and pipe you way on on this. I think I think part of your problem, Big R, vis a vis people's responses to this was. Maybe maybe the pictures were too good, so maybe it was a little bit too mm. magazine as it mm. were. Maybe you made camping look a little bit too easy and, and breezy, and people resented that. Um, I, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a theory I'm working on. Um, I, yeah, I, th- I think there, there's that aspect which which falls in line with a theory I was working on, which is that 
people who go camping on with regularity like to think of themselves as sort of outdoorsy, living off the land, you know, mm-hmm. all American tough guys. And I mm-hmm. saw the picture, at least one of the pictures that Ronnie posted. He looked very clean, very pulled mm-hmm. together. His hair looked excellent. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it was not sort of like, uh, you know, a lumberjack kind of vibe. And so, if there was, it would have been a clean lumberjack. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a, a very clean, put together lumberjack. <laughs> like an Urban Outfitters lumberjack or something. Right. But, uh, but which is to say, not at all lumberjack. Precisely. Just <laughs> some, just some plaid. Um, yeah, exactly. And so I think Ronnie, you may have offended them because they thought they were, uh, they they thought camping was was that kind of thing, and you proved that one could mm-hmm. one could do it in an entirely different fashion and look excellent while doing it. And and so you have completely deflated their 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 uh, over involved sense of self. Hype, I couldn't agree more. Here's my here's my thought, boys, and you can weigh into this. Can we can we camp like gentlemen instead of like savages? That's the question I wanted to pose before mm. me and Big M t- took off for the hills. Can we just camp like like minimalist gentlemen? Right? Hashtag minimalist gentlemen. I mean, that's all I want to know. Can we just camp like that? I think I proved we can, and I'm looking forward to the next time I do it in probably five or six years. <laughs> five or six. That, that's how long it'll take you to get the knots out of your neck from sleeping on the ground? Yeah, still quite a few of those. Yes. Absolutely, Pipe. You nailed that one. Yes. Minimalist gentlemen. I like that. Well, boys, I uh, actually have a beach that I need to get back to. So, uh, uh, gentlemen, are you going to be beach. okay? I mean, is that are you are you good with that? I mean, is it? I mean, I'm are you doing okay? I'm okay. okay. All right. You know, because I'm not on social media, I'm going to need to just you know say that I'm going to the beach here. That'll give me the the feeling of superiority. Oh, you can't give us a foot photo people. with like your your, your hairy legs stretched out towards the lake. Yeah, uh, I wish That'd you would be do so that. Terrific, though, if I could do that, it would be I wish amazing I could do it as, a, as a means of. Making everyone else jealous that they're not Big here, T, do it. Know? Send it to us. We'll get it up there. Don't yeah, worry we'll, about it. We'll take care of it. Ted you know, at the beach. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe do I'll it, do that. Please. That's can a we, nice can idea. We, as can much, we implore you to do that? As much leg in the photo as possible, please. As much leg, as much pasty skin, leg hair. Yes. And, and yes. if I was really going to be a pretentious douche about it, I would, I would arrange a stack of the books that I'm reading at the beach such that they could be seen in the photo. Well, I want you to do that too. Do both. I feel like that's next level. Yeah, you know? do both. Well, you'll just be coming up to my level. So do both yep. and uh, yep. we'll get it up there for you so you don't got to worry about all the uh, – I mean just send it to Pipe and everything will be great, man. Boys, that's terrific. I'm going to do exactly that. Just think of, uh, just think of your book sales the next day. They're going to They're going to be the, huge because social life. media is everything in this business. It is. I mean, I mean there you go. There you people go. People are looking at my at photos of my legs. They're for sure going to convert to – book customers because that's the dynamic of the group that's household gods is going to go through the roof this week. through the roof watch. yeah it's going to watch it's mark going to my enjoy resurgence figure um <laughs> uh, a huge maybe maybe uh dude maybe little bridezilla you know has a little resurgence as a result of this i'm not going to say it is or it isn't man i, I forgot uh, we wrote that yeah you're right but maybe that's right you know all right yeah. no you didn't you didn't forget but <laughs> I, I i see what you're trying to do and i like it um boys we have uh we have wandered to and fro throughout this program. And you know what, for being like kind of a remote, kind of a two of us on the road sort of deal, I feel like this one went really well, not to pat ourselves on the back, but whatever, I'm, I'm doing it. Um, Cause we got we're, to talk. we're okay with patting ourselves on the back. That's not, that's not been a problem for us. Right. I mean, I prefer it when other people do it, but I'm not above doing it myself. Is mm. the thing. Yeah. But if mm-hmm. nobody's stepping up to the plate, that's right. That's right. 
Um, we talked a little Giamatti. We talked a little Kiss. We talked a little Lagaris Roasters. Uh, hopefully, we've got T-shirts being designed as we speak. And uh, boy, I'm stoked about live in Louisville, October 22nd. Go to uh, what's the website, Pipe? You just go to happyrantpodcast.com. It's right there under events. All the details are there. It'll take you to where you can buy the tickets, and you will be set to go, and you won't be the first. There's already a decent number of people. I think last I looked, we were at – I mean, we were were in double digits-ish. So there there will be – you are among friends once you buy tickets. You know, we've crossed the not sad threshold then. Yeah. I'm stoked about that. Mm. That's a good. That's a good place to be, boys. I that's like a, it a lot. It's a quorum, dude. It's a quorum. Uh, we're going to be at a, a sojourn church, so uh, there's going to be an unbelievable kind of hipster vibe in the air, and uh, I, for one, can't wait. Uh, boys, we have wandered to and fro, and until next time, Rachel the Held Evans. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.